0: welcome to Behold, the podcast where we try to answer once and for all, what is the best comic book adaptation? Yes, be it move your TV show, we'll watch it and rank it until we have our definitive number one. And who's we? Well, I'm your host Andrew, and today I'm joined by Mick. Hello! Fortunately, no Rob again this time, as he's attempting to ice skate uphill. There, there you go, I did the reference, it's out my system there. <laughs> we can all move on with our lives. How are you today, Nick?
1: Uh, I've been a little bit out of sorts, you know. Um, I didn't want to get out of bed this morning. I felt like I was, you know, the sun was streaming through the window and I felt like I was almost like burning up, you know. Um, And I didn't like it. I didn't like that feeling at all. And I've got a fierce thirst on as well.
0: I mean, the problem is that's both vampirism and just being a bit of a nerd, isn't it?
1: It is, yes. But you've met me, right?
0: I I have. That is part of why we do a podcast together now.
1: It is, yes.
0: It's it's a shame, listeners, when they start yeah. to get on and you know the the mind starts to go.
1: This is the one where we talk about football, right? With the funny voices?
0: I mean, with the the funny voices.
1: Oh, half right then.
0: Yay! Good enough. Anyway. (laughs) Now it's time to activate the blood sprinklers in our illegal vampire rave as we behold... Blade. Yet yeah, today we are talking about Blade, the nineteen ninety eight movie directed by Stephen Norrington, written by David Escoya, and based on the Marvel Comics character created by Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan. So, Mick, do you have much experience with Blade, the uh, the comic book character? Uh,
1: my entire experience of Blade, the comic book character, in his is in his non comic book appearances.
0: I have read a little bit of Blade comics, um, not a lot, but also that's mainly because, surprisingly, Blade's not been the star of a lot of comics. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he first appeared in Tomb of Dracula in the uh, 1970s, I think, then basically disappeared for like a decade. Came back a little bit in the 90s as part of the, the Midnight Suns, which is kind of Marvel's big Dr. Strange and more Beast the Living Vampire kind of spooky gubbins corner and yes since then he's, he's not been in a lot I think like the only really series he's been like the lead in that read was uh, the mini series Tomb of Dracula not to be confused with the other Tomb of Dracula or I guess the actual tomb where like Vlad the Impaler is buried but yeah, he's he's a character, even though I've not read a lot of him. Like on his own, I like him when he shows up in stuff. Hmm.
1: I mean, I think I think the problem with a, a character like Blade um, is there's not a great deal of depth to the story. In that he does what he does, and that's it. It's not like he's got. It's not like he's got an army of sort of villainous nemesis up against it. They've they've all got something very similar in common of his nemesis.
0: Yes, yes. It's a very very pointed theme.
1: Yeah, it's It's not got the variety that other comic books have in terms of yeah. Antagonist, really? Like, I
0: will say, probably the best thing Blades been in, I think, was a mini series from kind of the mid two thousands called Captain Britain and MI Thirteen.
1: MI Thirteen, yes.
0: wow. Yeah, it was cool. It was kind of it was basically like the British version of the Avengers. So you've got Captain Britain, um, the Black Knight, Spitfire. who's was like kind of a super speedster. Blade, because turns out actually he's British, apparently. I feel like that's the thing you kind of forget. Because we're all very much based, very much um, used to Wesley Slipes by now. I, I cannot speak today. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool.
1: This could, this could be tricky on a podcast. It's
0: fine. We'll muddle through.
1: Fix it in post.
0: I mean, I won't. <laughs> But yeah, Captain Britain and MI-13 is cool and ends with them fighting Dracula on the moon.
1: Of course it does. Because why wouldn't it?
0: I mean, I feel like if you can have a comic book end with you fighting Dracula on the moon, why would you want to do anything else? Yeah, I think... Well, yeah. I think the interesting thing with Blade is that there's a very clear point kind of before and after Blade the movie came out. Because originally Blade, um, first of all, he doesn't really have that great powers. Like, basically, him being half-vampire just means he is immune to vampire bites because he's kind of already one. And he he used... His name was Blade because he used, like, wooden knives to stab the vampires and then there's kind of a very clear point yeah. where it goes from kind of guy in a big green leather jacket and an afro to just wesley snipes
1: yeah and I, I think i think that there is another reason why he's called blade
0: is it because it's a much cooler name than eric
1: yes yes that is exactly the reason <laughs>
0: Because it's one of those things that you kind of forget and then one of the characters just calls him Eric and you burst out laughing.
1: Yeah, it is. It's like, Eric? 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 (laughs) You can't jump around doing all that with the swords and the guns and the blades and everything and be called Eric.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I feel like the thing is... Eric is the name of a man who in real life definitely dresses in like a long leather trench coat even when it's kind of 20 degrees outside.
1: Yeah, true, true.
0: Anyway, shall we talk about a movie?
1: Yeah, let's.
0: So it is synopsis time. As always, this will contain kind of full spoilers for the film itself, both in this and the discussion. So...
1: Which has been out for 22 years, so what were you playing at?
0: Yeah, again, I did like it, it's kind of the recurring bit in our segments, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, Blade. The film follows Eric Brooks, a.k.a. Blade, played by Wesley Snipes, as if you didn't know. So, while she was pregnant, Blade's mother was bitten by a vampire, and part of that vampire's infection was passed on to Blade. And he is now the Daywalker, someone with all the strengths of a vampire, so like enhanced speed, strength and healing, and a big winning smile. But none of the weaknesses, you know, the aversion to sunlight and French cuisine. Uh-oh. So Blade has dedicated his life to exterminating all vampires and is working with his mentor, Abraham Whistler, played by Chris Christofferson, to find the suckhead who killed his mother. Their main target is Deacon Frost, played by Stephen Dorf. Also, can I just say, I really liked that on the Amazon kind of synopsis for this film, it's just listed as, Blade has to fight an army of vampires led by Stephen Dorf. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just the actor.
1: <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's basically what we do in The Shadows, isn't yeah. it? So, Deacon Frost is an upstart-turned-vampire who is looking to overthrow the the Pure-Blood Vampire Council by resurrecting the blood god, La Magra. So, Blade tracks Deacon's henchman, Quinn, played by Donald Logue, uh, first to a nightclub and then to a hospital, where Quinn ends up feeding on a haematologist, Dr. Karen Jensen, played by Naboucher Wright. Uh, Rather than kill her, Blade decides to bring Karen back to Whistler to save her, and recruit her in the fight against the vampire race. So Karen then begins working on a cure for vampirism, both to save herself and to stop Blade's increasingly uncontrollable thirst for blood. However, Deacon manages to find their base and attacks, killing Whistler and taking Karen captive to lure out Blade, as he needs Eric's blood to summon Lamagra. So Blade then sets off to stop Deacon, and it's not just to rescue Karen, and it's not just because Deacon's plan to turn everyone on Earth into vampires is incredibly short sighted, if you think about it, <laughs> but also because Deacon Frost is the vampire who bit Blades not quite as dead as we thought, Mother.
1: Done. Cue dun, the spin
0: kicks dun. and techno music. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so it's like done, done.
1: <laughs>
0: and that's the film.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, Donald Log. He's done the rounds of comic book adaptations, hasn't
0: he? He is. He was in uh, Gotham, wasn't he? As like Harvey Bullock. He
1: was. Uh, and there was. Uh, he was in Ghost Rider as well.
0: He's one of those guys where I feel like he's kind of. <laughs> where you notice him in something, and then you go back and realize, oh no, wait, he's been in basically everything.
1: Yeah, that's right. So. But well, that's, that's a digression, really. But. Um,
0: Is it a digression? Or a discussion? See what I've done? I've very cunningly moved us into the next segment.
1: You have. I mean. You, what you call cunning, I call slightly heavy-handed, a bit like the techno music in the film. But um let's let's carry on, let's discuss.
0: Indeed. I like this film a lot, Mick, it's very really fun. It
1: it is fun, but it it's a lot longer than I, I remember it being. Um The, uh, whilst the action in it is very good and very nicely shot, there are a lot more gaps with no action than I remember.
0: Yeah, no, to be fair, yeah, again, I will say it was longer than I thought. But I did kind of end up kind of watching it in chunks just because I did have a, a few things I needed to do that day. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's kind of. Why I don't quite have that same feeling of oh this is a bit of a slow bit as you do.
1: And it <laughs> <laughs> generally throughout, for what you know, in, in terms of what we know of a comic book movie now, um, is a relatively low budget um affair. Um The effects and the action sequences are all really well done, except for one bit. And that's the high-speed car chase, which is so obviously a slow-speed car chase speeded up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently that was because basically, like, the Los Angeles traffic department or whatever just wouldn't let them film a high-speed chase. (laughs) So they just had to improvise. <laughs> but yeah, it's so weird just suddenly cutting to this very sort of Mad Max-ish, almost. Yeah. It... Just like sped up cut. Because the thing is, you've got... But it's also, it's not, it's not even that high speed. It's more like a kind of surveillance thing. <laughs> yeah. Just with weird sped up footage. Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird because the
1: frame rate doesn't match. So they've, they've clearly sort of like sped the film up that's being projected in the background of uh, Wesley Snipes' shots. But he's just been shot at the normal frame rate that he'd normally be shot at. So there's this like real disconnection, more so than just with poor green screen. There's just this real disconnection between what's going on in the car and what's going on outside of the car. And it... It's, oh, it's it so.
0: Weird. I, I genuinely thought just my internet connection was crapping out. <laughs> <when it happened. laughs> but um, yeah, other than
1: that, and 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 sort of the the bit about the um, birth of Eric and his um, short-lived, as it turns out, uh, immunity because his serum is having less and less effect. Um, Other than that, it's a reworking of Raiders of the Lost Ark, isn't it?
0: It is very Raiders of the Lost Ark with the whole, we're the bad guys, we've got to get the ancient artefact to do the big ritual. Yeah, Even, I mean, I guess, what's worse? Ark of the Covenant melting your face off. Or La Magra making your skeleton literally crawl out your mouth and fly off.
1: Uh, also, how how do, how how do they have winged skeletons? Because there's quite clearly a bone structure hanging off the arms. How are they concealing that? That said, it is a really cool sequence.
0: It is, and just I, I do like the. The extra touch of because I feel like most films it would just be oh yeah they just turn into skeletons yeah but no of like having the skeletons like claw their way out the mouth and just fly off it's ooh like even with ninety CGI it's still quite ooh
1: yeah and there's an awful yeah. lot of blood in it
0: there's so many literal explosions of blood
1: yeah. I mean the, the in the in the sort of in the final sort of set of um, fight sequences. There's there's one vampire that gets. Um, I can't remember whether it's Blade who gets him or Karen. But literally, there are no humans with that much blood in their body. Or vampires, or anybody. No one has that. There was like four people's worth of blood. Inside that one body.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of one of the vampires where like, he stabs him with the experimental cure, isn't it? And then they just yeah, have like, yeah. a bubble up and there's just a massive explosion. <laughs> and it's like, no, that, that's... That's an entire, ma- <laughs> it's an entire squibs department. <laughs> but yeah,
1: it is gloriously over the top and it's... Um, there's a lot of uh, repeated sections as well, like little callbacks to bits of dialogue from earlier in the film. They do that quite a lot. Um, particularly with Quinn. I think there's two or three times he does the I owe you one.
0: Yeah, that's well, like kind of this little catchphrase there. Yeah. Like, apparently Donald Oak, like he was only supposed to be sort of in the first scene. But then they just, they really liked him. Let him stick around. And he actually ad-libbed a lot of his dialogue. Ah, right. So, things like, I'm gonna be a god. I'm gonna be a naughty vampire god. It's probably (laughs) all Donald (laughs) Logue. I also like how he's basically just like Deacon Frost's dumb friend from school.
1: Yeah. It's... It's where it becomes a bit formulaic, I guess. That that whole, he's the bad guy. Uh, there's, there's a touch of Jack Nicholson's Joker to the Deacon Frost character, isn't there? In that he's overthrowing one set of bad guys that aren't actually that bad. Because they keep things sweet. And then... He's just got these bunch of idiots as his henchmen.
0: Ultimately, Yeah, yeah, so I suppose it is quite kinda of Tim Burton's Batman. I do I do just like quite like that kind of setup though. <laughs> the, also um... I like the fact that Deacon Frost's whole thing is that he's basically played Skeevy stepdad.
1: Yeah. So, um, they lay on some of the imagery a bit thick as well.
0: Oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's not what you would call a subtle film, is no, it? No,
1: subtlety is not the strong point of this film. It has to be said. Uh, of course, what are we, we're six years after Buffy the movie and about a year into Buffy's first run of TV episodes as well, so... I guess people are used to seeing the old vampires on the screen by this point, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of uh, foreshadowing with things, and it's it's not done subtly uh, it, by any manner of means. But hey ho,
0: yeah, it's very much like end of the scenes where Karen picks up Blade's sword. And accidentally triggers the thing where kind of the spikes pop out. Yeah. She may as well have just like turned to the camera and said, This is going to take off someone's hand at some point later in the film. (laughs) Make a note to watch out for that, children.
1: (laughs) Also, why are you letting your children watch this?
0: I mean, because it's awesome, that's why. (laughs) It starts with a vampire blood rave, Mick.
1: I know. I know it does.
0: It's the most 90s way they could have possibly started the film.
1: It, it, it's also the best use of a sprinkler system I've ever seen.
0: Probably does make it a bit of a fire hazard, though. Well, I, I guess, Unless, you know. I, guess, you I know, suppose blood's a liquid, though, isn't it? So it probably, Yeah. I mean...
1: I guess it depends whether it's oxygenated or deoxygenated blood (laughs) as to how effective it is. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a thick, viscous liquid, isn't it? So it's going to smother most flames, I would have thought.
0: Yeah. Surely you have to dilute it a bit, though, to get it through the sprinklers. Uh,
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, it's not something I've had to um, look into... For any reason,
0: um, still, like, I, I think know, we've made no, some important no, research inroads.
1: Yeah, no, no one's ever asked me to install a sprinkler system at an underground vampire disco. So, for for a number of reasons, the main one being that I'm not a sprinkler installation expert.
0: I mean, hey, if there are any sprinkler installation experts listening. Right to us. Let us know. How would you install a blood sprinkler <laughs> system in your underground vampire game? So. Also, what sets yeah. it off? Is there like someone just off screen with like a match, and they have to kind of light it under one of them to set the whole system it,
1: off? It's an under—it's an underground nineties rave club. Someone smoking a spliff under the sensor. Is what sets it off. Surely. Maybe.
0: Maybe. <laughs> anyway, John, you know I think the realisation I had that kind of made me like this film all the more. What was, was that, that it's not just Indiana Jones. It's Indiana Jones mixed with basically just violent power rangers
1: Ah, no, you see, I wouldn't have got that connection because I've I've never really watched Power Rangers. It's, uh, as you alluded to at the beginning of uh, the recording today, it's probably um, after my time. What with me being one of the ancient ones.
0: It's okay. All the other 90s kids know what I'm talking about. But it is that, that, that same very over-the-top style of fighting. Like, Power Rangers would absolutely have two characters just do spin kicks at each other like it's some kind of weird mating dance. Are you, Mick, have you forgotten the scene where Blade does a spin kick at a good man? And then the man does a spin kick back, and then Blade does another spin kick. But neither of them are actually kicking each other, and no. so they just stand there spinning around.
1: It- it, it brings a whole new uh, concept to the term spin class. I'm just going down as me spinning class. All right. Did you do much spinning at your spinning class? Loads. There was another bloke spinning with me. Oh, it was mad. Um, Yeah, and I think possibly more so than in most other um, movies of its type, you really notice that whole... Only attack the hero one person at a time vibe. Definitely don't rush him in a crowd. There may be 47 of you who could take him down quite easily if you teamed up, but no, we'll do the right thing. Get him one at a time. Go on, off you go. And me, a Logue, I'll just stand there pointing a lot.
0: See, I feel like the thing is just all the vampires... They they can see how much fun Blade is having. And they just think, oh, you you know what? It would be be mean to stop him, wouldn't it? Let's let's let the little (laughs) vascal have his fun. Oh, just look at him with his little grins and his fist pumps. (laughs) Which that is, I think it's definitely... Wesley Snipes is what makes this movie just, like, a fun watch.
1: Yeah, I... uh... I did notice that LL Cool J was originally in the uh, was it LL Cool J was originally in the running to uh,
0: yeah I think that that definitely sounds like something I've read yeah um yeah I feel like that that definitely that would not have reached the heights of Wesley said it probably would not have even reached the heights of Kurt's Sticky Fingers Jackson Yeah. Just you wait, Mick. Later, the series is coming eventually.
1: Oh, God, no. God
0: I can't help you anymore, Mick.
1: Oh. I mean, you know. I quite often, you know, when I'm sat there with nothing to do, I'll reach over for a streaming sh- service or to my collection of. Dusty Blu-ray and DVDs. And I'll pull out a box set of a lovely, old, cherished TV series. You know, something like The Avengers or Space 1999. But never, ever, 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 ever ever is it Blade, the series.
0: Starring Kurt Sticky Fingers Jackson.
1: Yeah. That Sticky Fingaz.
0: Yes, with a Z. Uh, I would, I'm glad he was cast, because it is one of those things, as soon as that comes up on the opening credits, you know. Oh. I'll just I'll put my expectations to one side, then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll just put them in this box for later. When I might need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and I think the problem is that... Um, Because the, by the time the series came out, there was a thirst, if you'll pardon the pun, for um, more adventures featuring the Daywalker uh, on the back of Blade Two and Trinity. Uh, but I think, I think, I think it missed a foot. It, I missed yeah. it. Missed its mark by quite a way. As as is shown by it only having the one season and didn't it, yeah. was it wasn't it one that got cut short as well
0: I think it might have been yeah that, that sounds vaguely right
1: what, what, one of those ones where it was like yes we're going to do a 22 episode se- oh, oh no you're not watching it are you we're just going to do like 12
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think it was 13 and then 13, it just kind yeah. of yeah. shuffled off into the corner But yeah, I mean, this is probably the only time I'll ever say this. But to be fair to Blade the series, I feel like the the problem is, you watch this movie, and the reason this movie is cool is because it's Wesley Snipes being cool. And he's got a lot of fun weapons that he uses in big action scenes. And so it's quite hard to continue that. When you have neither Wesley Snipes nor the budget necessarily, necessarily for cool weapons and big action scenes.
1: Um, apparently it didn't get cancelled mid-run. It just ended.
0: Oh, it didn't okay. get picked
1: up for a second series.
0: Well, there you go, Played the Series. Anyway, on to more important matters. Okay. Why does Blade have so many weapons that he only uses once?
1: Well, one thing I did notice is that
0: quite a lot
1: of his items that he uses are are very much ranged weapons and it will take him forever to go and collect them all up again. A lot of it involves him throwing things at people, and, well actually more accurately, into people and yes, once the vampire's turned to dust and exploded in a shower of more blood than is feasible um, I guess he could, what he needs is a runner, you know like when posh people go on shoots and they have those people who sort of like follow them round or go on slightly ahead beating the bushes and stuff to, to scare the wildlife that is imminently going to be shot Blade needs a sidekick like that to just run around after him, picking up all his bits. Because some of that stuff's titanium coated. It's not but, cheap stuff, titanium. Is
0: that the real reason he hired Karen? Is just so that when he throws his big like, spinny yeah. thing that cuts off all the heads of the vampires in the room, he can go, right, go pick that up. Clean the dust off it.
1: And of course, when she complains about that, it can go, I did save your life.
0: He is gonna hold that over her.
1: I mean, that's a, that's a big one, isn't it? it? Did save your life.
0: Sneaky blade, very sneaky. <laughs> I'm willing to forgive him though, because he does have that one scene where, like, he pulls out some grot wire, decapitates Quinn, and then catches his shades as they fall through the air and puts them back on as the techno music starts.
1: Yep. And I, th- I think possibly that's the thing that more than anything else great for me about this film is that techno soundtrack, but that's just because techno grind- grinds on me. I don't like it.
0: That's fair. I feel like I hate it, except when it's used in 90s action movies, because it's just <laughs> it's, it's so 90. 90- it's the most 90s thing you can do. It's the vampire blood rave of music choices.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I, I, I can't remember because it's so long since I watched both movies. Um, but I've got a sneaky suspicion this is one of those rare instances where I actually preferred the sequel.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely my opinion, and I think kind of the commonly held one, that Blade 2 is like the best one. Blade 3 is definitely not the best one. Yeah. Although, interestingly, I I did see, while I was looking through Amazon, there was an unrated version of that one. So we might have to check that one when we uh, eventually get round to it. An
1: unrated version?
0: Because I do, from what I remember, that was one of the big issues with Blade 3, is that they just toned down a lot of stuff. And it's kind of, if a if a vampire isn't going to explode with more blood than it's humanly possible to contain, then really, what are you watching the movie for?
1: Hmm. Good point. Um...
0: So yeah, I think that probably yeah. brings us to the the end of the discussion. I think the main thing is Blade, not an especially deep and thoughtful film.
1: No, you're not. You're not going to get um, an in-depth exploration of the um, melancholy existence of your vampire about town. You are going to get a lot of blood, though. Lot of blood, lot of dust.
0: God, that must be a nightmare for the although I said it was there was gonna be a nightmare for the uh, the cleaning leaf the rain. I guess it is connected to like a meat factory, isn't it? So they've probably got a lot of industrial cleaning stuff, it's probably not too hard to you know, just power spray it all off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it 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 works as a it works as an action movie. Um there's nothing there's nothing particularly new or innovative in it but um but I guess at the time vampires were a big thing comic books it was an odd time for comic book movies wasn't it because it was just before the spider-man um, films are coming out it
0: is well, well I think that's kind of one of the big points conversation with Blade and it's kind of what I'm not too sure about is that because it is technically the start of the big superhero boom because mm. like you get Blade and I think Blade 2 then you get kind of Spider-Man a few years and X-Men actually I think it was X-Men first and Spider-Man wasn't it
1: yeah
0: but yeah but Blade is kind of the, the film that kicked that all off I'm just I'm not sure how much I'd say it's like the first big superhero film because it's also it's very much not really a superhero film it's kind of taking a comic and molding that into the shape of like a, a 90s action movie
1: yeah which is which is where it differs from what came after and largely before cuz i mean what uh, a year after the disappointment of batman forever or batman and robin
0: and yeah, I guess that probably informs kind of quite a lot of the film as well, doesn't it? Yeah. The idea that like you do kind of have the public conception that, oh, comic book movies, they're quite silly and campy, like Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, except mm. the other way around. So this is kind of trying very hard to not be that. But yeah, I, I think we've come to the part... Uh, Well, we do rank the show on our list of comic book adaptations, ranging from Road to Petition at number one to the 1990s Captain America movie at number 19.
1: He's going to be there for a while. I suspect that if Captain America moves this week, it'll be to number 20.
0: Yes, I think that's a given. Um, anything else though might be a bit contentious because I feel like I like this movie quite a bit more than you do. Yeah. Uh,
1: what have we? What have we got in the sort of lower half of the top ten?
0: Okay, so lower half of the top ten we have. Uh, Birds of Prey from 2020 at number 6. The first Iron Man movie at number 7. The Old Guard at number 8. Umbrella Academy Season 1 at number 9. And Wynonna Earp Season 1 at number 10.
1: I think... Now that I've read The Old Guard... I think it needs to go just beneath the old guard. Because I think the old guard is quite a, a decent adaptation of the source material, whereas this is an action movie based on a comic book.
0: See, see I guess. But then also, is it, is it maybe a point in Blade's favour that after this movie, like this. everyone said, no, this is what the comic book should be. And so it's kind of even more than kinda of some of the more recent Marvel movies. It's almost it's an anti adaptation. Cause it's the <laughs> it's the film that like made the comics change. And I well, would say definitely for the better.
1: I mean, you say that, but it then led to the tradition that we're now with where the comics change once every twelve months. With a massive reset and reboot.
0: Okay, how about... Because I kind of wanted to put Blade at number seven. Okay. So we maybe kind of split the difference a bit, put it between Iron Man and Old Guard.
1: Yeah, that works for me.
0: There we go.
1: I think of the two, I'd watch Iron Man again more readily than... Um, Blade. And I think... not. That, I'm not saying that I wouldn't watch Blade again. The Old Guard, I think I'd wait for the series to start.
0: Yes, the series that it was definitely the pilot for.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd probably rewatch Blade over Iron Man, but again, sometimes I have to make these sacrifices to maintain the illusion of democracy.
1: <laughs> we, uh, we all bask in the uh, glory of your benign dictatorship. It says I have to say.
0: So good, you did get the script notes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, anyway, I think that probably uh, about does it, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, that's it from us. Uh, If you would like to listen to more, you can listen to all our episodes on the feed or wherever you get your your podcasts. And if you subscribe to the show, you'll make sure you never miss an episode. Uh, You can also listen to our other podcast, the Comics Review Show 4 panel, over at the Geek Show Podcast Network. And if you do want to get in touch, our email is beholdpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at BeholdPod. Uh, and if you are a fan, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on your podcast app of choice or recommended us to a friend. It's the best way for us to grow as a show and reach you listeners. And that's everything. So until next time, I've been Andrew.
1: And I've been Mick. And I'm just about to go off to see if the blood bank delivery has arrived.
0: Well, so long and fangs for listening. Oh, you didn't. I did and I regret it.
1: <laughs> but you're leaving it in, right?
0: Oh, definitely. <laughs>